0: fresh wounds dear friend we're almost there we've almost arrived at the very tip of a critical apex an apex by which everything else would certainly hang in the balance johnny had a chance when he came back to jefferson in january of 2016 he had a unique opportunity he had an opportunity to start over in a sense and to have his own fresh start To make better choices. To redefine his life and his legacy. To finally go beyond the darkness of his past and walk into the light that was available in the present. Johnny needed to stay in that light. But that would take honesty. Vulnerability. And humility. Johnny needed to admit his life hadn't turned out the way he had wanted it to. That he needed real help. That the undercurrent of his life's greatest storm couldn't be dealt with alone. Johnny had a chance. A chance to do the right thing. And at first, it seemed like he would. The first opportunity Johnny got in Jefferson seemed like a match made in heaven. He was out shopping at Walmart one day when he ran into an old familiar face. Coach Billy Bryant, the coach that had broken his heart all those years before. But Johnny didn't hold that against him anymore. He had told me many times he knew it wasn't Coach Bryant's fault. It wasn't really his decision. He had always liked Coach Bryant. He had always admired him. So when they got to talking about baseball, Johnny was excited to share the news about his time with the Albuquerque Isotopes. He told his old coach about playing in the men's softball league up in Fairfield, too. He told him about coaching his kids in baseball and softball. And that's when Coach Brian offered Johnny a great opportunity. He needed an assistant coach for that year's varsity baseball team. He even shared with Johnny that he might only have a year or two left of coaching before he was set to retire. Maybe Johnny could fill his shoes someday. At the time, I couldn't imagine a better start for Johnny in his return to Jefferson. It seemed like destiny. Johnny was going to be able to rewrite his story. To create a different ending. A happy ending in Jefferson this time. A baseball story for the ages. And a life that would provide everything he needed. He would have the perfect job. He would be able to help young men become better players and better people. He would get to share his story. The lessons he had learned along the way. He would also be able to provide for his kids. To be around for them. And he would be able to take care of himself more too. To get his back surgery after the season was over. His life could only get better from there. Johnny would have a future to look forward to again. A new rhythm to dance to. The baseball team welcomed Johnny in right away. They respected him and his experience because Coach Bryant did too. They also liked Johnny. My big brother could be very charming and funny. He was a lot of fun to be around when he was in his element. When Johnny was at his best... He was easy to like. But he seemed to know when to be more serious with them, too. As a coach, he had a knack for getting the best out of his players. He was able to find a perfect balance between being the friendly mentor and the demanding coach. Johnny and Coach Brian both expected a lot from their players. They expected a lot from that season. Johnny spent a lot of time with the team. He was at every practice and every game. He made himself available to his players anytime, day, or night. If they needed help with homework, or a ride somewhere, or just someone to talk to, Johnny was there for them. He even worked out with his players. Lifting weights early in the morning and going on long runs with them whenever they asked him to. I remember Johnny telling me his players started calling him a superhero, just like his own kids. He was growing his hair out at the time, and claimed that everyone called him Thor. He started calling himself that too. Mom told me he would decorate a baseball helmet to look like Thor's with the wing-like extensions coming off the side of it, and transform one of the team bats into Thor's hammer. Johnny became quite obsessed with this superhero image that season, and he sure did spend a lot of time with the team. It seemed like every time I called mom and dad's house, Johnny was out with a group of players. Kara, Lacey, and Caleb ended up getting to know the team as well, and their families. There were a few girls around Kara and Lacey's age who had older brothers on the team. Two of these girls were already freshmen in high school. I think Carr and Lacey looked up to them because of that. They struck up a friendship with them quickly, and before long, they were hanging out together nearly every day. Caleb would try to tag along, but only end up annoying the girls and getting left behind. He would find other little boys to play baseball with, though, during practice and the games. Johnny and the kids would become an extension of the baseball program's family, and vice versa. The Jefferson Jaguars had a season to remember that year. They blew through their competition in regional play. They hosted the first two games of the state playoffs and won. They won their next two as well. They punched their ticket to the finals. But in the final game, they finally met their match. They would lose 5-0, to a result the players were ashamed of and embarrassed about. Johnny wouldn't let them hold their heads down in defeat, though. I was there that night and caught a piece of his speech to the team. You know what you've accomplished, right? You've put Jefferson back on the baseball map. You've made our town proud. I wish I had accomplished half of what you all have when I played baseball here. Cherish that. Hold your heads up high. You've earned it. (laughs) That's a coach for you. Johnny's first opportunity in Jefferson sure did seem like a match made in heaven. It was definitely a major step in the right direction. If only Johnny could have continued on that path. When the Jaguars' season ended that spring, so too did Johnny's sense of direction. He had been so focused on coaching baseball, there hadn't been much time for anything else. He could have continued working and planning for the next season, but instead he decided to take a little time off. He felt he had earned it. He wanted to relax and just enjoy himself now that things were going well in Jefferson. That's when his focus shifted. Unfortunately, it shifted to all the wrong places and all the wrong people. Johnny got reunited with some old friends. Guys like Sean and Andre. They all got reunited with some old habits. Driving around Jefferson like they owned it. Chasing girls. Having fun. Johnny would start working out with these friends now, instead of with his players. He would become more and more obsessed with the Thor image. With being and looking like a superhero. He would quickly put on weight. A lot of muscle. I started noticing that when I'd come down to visit. He would also begin acting more aggressively. Too aggressively at times. Sometimes Johnny just thought he was having fun. Sometimes it definitely felt like more than that. His patience seemed on razor's edge at times. Even with the kids. One time when Johnny and the kids came to Albuquerque to visit, I went with them to the local science center and children's museum. Caleb was ecstatic. He was already beginning to love those kinds of things. Johnny was driving that day. I was in the passenger seat. The kids were piled in the back. Caleb did something to annoy Kara and she started yelling at him. He yelled back, and then Lacey jumped into the conversation as well. They were both kind of ganging up on Caleb, but not for long. Johnny lost his patience fast. He started screaming at the girls to shut up. When Kara tried to explain, he erupted. He took one hand off the steering wheel, turned to face her, and said, you Shut your mouth, girl! I don't want to hear another word from any of you! Kayla began to say something, but that only made it worse. Johnny turned around again. I said shut your mouth! You're the one who started in the first place, you little shit! Do I need to stop the car and make you shut up? All three kids said no. I sat there stunned and silent. I should have said something. I should have done something. I heard Johnny's drumbeat get even louder that day. But I just sat there in silence. I'm not even sure why. Those are always tough situations. Tough calls to make. Do you tell someone else how to be a parent? Do you intervene on the kid's behalf? Do you ask any questions at all? I'm not sure why I didn't that day. I didn't like Johnny's demeanor. I didn't like what he said, or how he said it, but never before had I thought Johnny would do something to actually hurt his own children, or any children for that matter. His drumbeat should have been a sign that something was definitely wrong, though. I wish I had asked more questions. By the summer of 2016, Johnny was way off path. His songs were way off pitch. He was still hanging with the wrong crowd and doing the wrong things. He was still focused on his Thor-like image and putting on more and more muscle. He was still getting more and more aggressive. And then, his drumbeat finally got too loud. Johnny was out one night that summer with a group of women. All the more reason for him to act like a superhero. They ended up at IHOP for a late night snack. There was a group of GIs there from Fort Capitan. A couple of them started flirting with the women at Johnny's table. One of the women was not impressed. She wanted them to stop. When she asked them to go away, they began insulting her, calling her names. I'm sure you can imagine the types of things they called her. Men can sometimes resort to acting like rabid dogs when they don't get their way. Apparently Johnny wasn't impressed either. He jumped up and pushed one of the guys away. That led to an all-out brawl. It led to my brother getting arrested that night. When I heard the news, I drove down to Jefferson. Johnny had already been released from jail by then. He was battered and bruised. But overall, he was actually okay. Physically, at least. I was surprised. When I asked him what happened, he told me every detail. His side of the story. He told me that he had no choice but to fight these guys. After all, they were trying to jump him. He told me his PTSD had taken over. He couldn't help what happened next. He told me he ended up getting the best of one of the guys. He had gotten him into a headlock. A death grip, he called it. And while one of the other guys was kicking Johnny in the head to get him off his friend, Johnny just kept on squeezing. And punching. And punching. And squeezing. Some more. The guy ended up passing out and left in an ambulance. He had a broken nose and fractures in his face. He would later sue Johnny and take him to court. I told Johnny I was really concerned. It had been a long time since he had gotten into a fight like this. I told him he hadn't been acting like himself lately. He was making questionable choices. He was putting a lot of things in jeopardy. I told him he was treating people differently. Even his own kids. He wouldn't really listen. Come on, Eli. It was just a fight. You would have done the same thing. They were jumping me. And bro, you should have seen me. I laid my hammer down on that guy. Just like Thor. (laughs) You would have been proud to see it. I still can't believe it. Johnny wanted me to be proud of him. He was so far into his own mess he just couldn't see clearly anymore johnny would lose his coaching job he would lose a lot of the positive relationships that came with it he would lose more and more of any sense of direction until johnny would lose just about everything dear friend by the fall of 2016 My brother was on a collision course with a storm all his own making. A tornado of absolute torment. It was a storm unlike any I'd ever seen or experienced. Unlike any I could have ever imagined. This was a storm I never saw coming. Letter number 10. Eli to Johnny. Dear Johnny, I've got to be honest. I'm really worried about you, brother. I've wanted to talk to you about it, but have been at a loss for words. And yet, there is so much I've been wanting to say. I wrote something for you to express how I'm feeling. To remind you of who you are. If nothing else, I want you to focus on that. And find your way back to the light. So, here it goes. My dearest brother, this is who you are. My Iron Man. From the moment I entered this world, you were there to lift me up. To help me soar. From crawling babe, to walking boy, to running man. You have been there every step of the way. Teaching me. Supporting me. Loving me. As only an Iron Man can. With your help, I've always been running towards something. In truth... I believe you have too. This is who you are. My Hulk, the strongest man I've ever known. I'll never forget the first time I truly admired you, aspired to be just like you. You went from last to first on the diamonds of the field. A little boy with a giant's heart who became the master of his baseball domain. Not because you suddenly struck gold or discovered a wealth of riches, but rather through hard work determination, an unwavering belief in who you are. Because of your passion, because of your love, because you never gave in. We were only kids then, but you were already playing a man's game, on and off the field. Now a grown man myself, I look back and still see what I saw then, courage, strength, inspiration. Most of all, my hero. For so many years, you were my guardian, my protector. Even when my mouth would run and my feet would follow, you were there. Standing beside me, standing to protect me, standing to fight. For me. Even when you didn't have to. I've always marveled at your courage. And I remember asking you once, why aren't you afraid to fight? No matter the adversary, no matter the odds. How do you always stand your ground? Your answer? What's the worst that can happen? You lose? At least you stood up for yourself. Stood up for something you believe in. At least then you can have pride in yourself for trying. That too has stuck with me all these years. You always fought with your fists and courage. I've always fought with my words and spirit. I guess we both have something to be proud of. This is who you are. Our Captain America. Our Superman. Our Thor. Our great American hero. A man who's lost so much and yet has so much to give. A man who will work till day's end, jump in the car and drive thousands of miles to be there for a family member or friend. A man who will run for hours and hours while raising the American flag up high to the heavens in honor of every veteran. Every veteran who, like you, has fought and will fight for that very flag and all it represents. You became our family's champion. This is who you are. Our superhero. I've often wondered what it is about superheroes that we admire so much. I suppose it's what we all aspire to be in some way. Just ordinary people doing extraordinary things. What I've realized is, we all have the ability to do it. It just takes courage, kindness and compassion, faith and determination. An unwavering commitment to do what is right. To fight for what is right. My brother, you have been our superhero. Now it's time to be your own. It's time to find that little boy with a giant's heart. The one who never gave up. Who always believed in himself. Who knew what was right and worth fighting for. The one who had more courage, more strength, more passion, and more love than any man I've ever been blessed to know. Brother, it's time to forgive yourself for any mistake or misstep you've ever made. Don't hold on to your regrets. They can be like poison eating you from the inside. You are a good man. You are our superhero. And we will always be here to believe in you, to support you, to love you. All that we can ask and pray for is for you to not give up, never give in, keep fighting for yourself, For your kids, for your family. Rise up. Become your own superhero, better than you've ever been before. Perhaps this is what you've always been running toward. I know it may be the most difficult thing you've ever done. I know it may seem impossible. But isn't that what superheroes do? The impossible? Just ordinary people doing extraordinary things. My dearest brother, this is who you are. Love you. Eli